So welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 99 of the show tonight with your host, Dave Swillam. You've listened to me possibly for 99 episodes right now, so I'm sure that you know who I am because I've said that enough by now, but really excited to be at this. Like I, I've been talking about this for a bit. Next week is going to be episode 100 of the show, and that was always a goal when I started. I didn't know if I would keep doing the show. I didn't know what would be happening in my life. Definitely not two years from when we started this, but I didn't know what would be happening. I just knew that I wanted to hit 100 episodes. So don't worry, I'm, I'm still hanging around. I'm still planning to continue this, but that was a goal when I started the show is to at least hit 100 episodes and then really understand kind of like where I was at and if that was what I wanted to be doing. So tonight is going to be a solo episode. And for next episode, For the 100th episode, I thought about this a million times and I thought about having some crazy guests or some crazy thing that was different. And it's still going to be a really cool episode because it's going to be like none of the other episodes that we've had before. But this next one we're going to do is going to be a really big reflection and kind of like melding pot of all the episodes that we've gone through. Not every single of the 100 episodes, but a big collection because at this point, being the host of the show and interviewing a hundred people, not quite because some of their solo episodes like tonight, but almost a hundred people that I've interviewed, that was so valuable to me. And I'm really hoping that it's valuable to you, right? I'm hoping that you're enjoying the show by getting insight from these people that I interview in these different perspectives and industries on living a creative life and living what you want to do that the 100th episode is really going to be a reflection for me and for you to just go through some of these things. But tonight, I'm going to be covering a topic that just recently happened for me and some reflection that I've gotten from that. So tonight, I, you know, the title of this is, I don't hold me to this because I haven't actually sat down to do it. This is live, but it's going to be something like 22 banks called and one said yes. So for those that are keeping up with me on the YouTube channel or keeping up with kind of what I'm up to right now, we're really trying to actually kick off this project that I have up here in Maine, building this place and getting the Airbnb up and running is number one priority for right now. So we can get some cash flow to help us get this going quicker with all the other stuff that we're pouring into it. And so we had to take out a loan to start building that and not, not, I'll say out there, if you don't have to take a loan for anything, if you don't have to be in debt on anything, then don't. I'm not like an advocate for taking out loans, but when it makes sense, it makes sense. And for us, you know, we've projected it. We've ran the numbers the most that we possibly can. And we have to take a little bit of a risk here. And it's more important for us to get to our target faster than it is for us to do it with no debt because we know that we can pay it off if it lands right. So there's a little bit of risk there. But that being said, we knew that we had to get a loan to get this going and stop sitting around waiting for it to come. And, you know, just for some context here, I have good credit. 
Uh, I've done a bunch of loans in the past. For those who have been following along, I've done a couple property things so far. So I've got some things under my belt and I kind of know how the game runs a little bit. And I I just was kind of cocky, not thinking that there'd be any problem at all getting a loan. I just thought based off of my experience and, and good credit and all these things that it really wouldn't be difficult at all. And then when I started, so now I'm in the week where this has to happen. Like I have to get a loan this week, or as I think it was last week. That had to happen 100% for us to do this in the amount of time that we're doing it. And I start calling these banks and all of a sudden I'm having a problem. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I like, I kind of out of nowhere started having this problem that I was not anticipating at all. and. So I start calling these banks and, you know, for anyone that's done this before, you know, you'll get some good insight on here. If you, if you haven't taken out a loan for like a home or like a business or something like that, this might be good just to hear some of the things I face because this is way extra than normal. But for those that have done this before, you know that there's a little bit of a song and dance with it. If you haven't found your, your perfect lender or something like that. Like I just moved to a new state, so I've got to refine the people I like to work with and that can be tricky. But for those that you know have been through it before, there's always a little bit of a song and dance. There's always stuff that can go wrong. There's always tricks and things like that that could happen and, and that you need to, to do to get it to work right. And I'm used to calling the first couple banks and maybe it's just not the right person. It's not the right thing, whatever. But now I'm into it. And no joke, like I got like spoiler alert, I got the loan for what we had. It's it's a decent sized loan to to do all this in the amount of time we have to. But spoiler alert is I got it, but I called 22 banks to get the loan. The 22nd one is the one that said yes, obviously, or I wouldn't have kept going. But 21 banks said no. And that was the first time that anything like that has ever happened to me. I was like legitimately awe that 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 played out that way and quite frankly very scared because this project has been the biggest one that I've taken on there's a lot of unknowns here and there's some things that can be you know that cannot happen and there's some things that have to happen that was one thing that 100% had to happen and maybe that's why I was successful because I knew that it was straight up sink or swim that I had no choice on it and so like we're going to get into a couple things that I ran into through that process that I'd like to share with you because I think it might be helpful for people in the process, people who are heading into it or people who haven't done it before. I think it can be useful in a bunch of different ways. But I want to just start with like just straight up say you haven't done it before or you're doing a new one. You know, every time that you do something like that you're heading into risk and you're and you're doing it at a different time with different events and things that are are affecting that. So right now we're obviously living in still covid times here when this is being recorded and there's a lot of optimism with the vaccine rollout, a lot of things that are opening up and on the move and that's all awesome. But there's also, you know, still a lot of unknown. And so right now there's a lot of external factors that go into that that make it so that the lenders are still afraid and still freaked out. And so if you're if you're out there and you realize that, you know, maybe you're buying your first home, maybe you're doing an investment or or really a lot of people on here I'm sure are 
um, you know, trying to start businesses. If you, if you decide that, you know, like it does make sense to take on the debt and you're, you're not able to, and it makes sense to do that, to go into it. I wanted to share the story because I had to call 22 banks to get a loan. And it, it, it just was something that was ridiculous. I did it within a span of like three days. And if you're out there and, and you think about a loan, it sounds really boring. It is, by the way. It sounds really boring and it sounds very linear. It sounds like something that's like such a stuffy business thing that's happened for so long that it's a very linear process and it's not. And it sounds like there's no bias or like things that would affect it that are like a, uh, you know, we're all artists and creatives for the most part on the show and, and listeners who are, are all some type of creative. It's, we're, we're used to kind of framing something as this is probably a very linear thing and this is probably a very gushy thing. Well, loans can be gushy. Loans can be that way because there's so much more bias and human element in it than you would realize. And it's really weird. So when you're calling these banks, if you've never tried to get one before and you're trying, do not stop. Like if it's something that you really feel is the right thing, 100%, you're all in on it. It has to happen. Like I was like, it had to happen for me, had to happen. (laughs) Then do not stop after three banks. You know, like some people think some people stop after one bank. Some people are applying for a loan for their business or for their house or for whatever it is that they're trying to do is like a big life change for them. It's like really important usually if you're trying to do something like this. And they stop after calling one bank. And I will be honest with you, this is the first time I've ever had any experience close to this. So I totally get giving up or like being down on it or like just not trying because it's that was ridiculous. It was absolutely blew my mind that that was possible. But just know that if, if, if you get a no and you get something that doesn't work and you get a relationship that's not giving you what you need, that if you want it, if you're all in, if it has to happen, it has to happen, sink or swim situation, then you need to call more than one person. You need to call more than three person. You might have to call 22 people like me, or you might have to call even more. I don't know what situation you find yourself in, but I just want to like really quick people who have never tried to get a loan for a business or a home or anything out there. If you've never done that before, sometimes people will say no multiple, multiple, multiple times, but it doesn't mean necessarily that it's a you problem. It doesn't mean that it's something on you. Like I said, I had real, I have amazing credit. I've taken on tons of debt and paid it off. Like I have every, I, I have the, uh, you know, like double income house. Like I've got everything that, that they would typically like to see. And I rolled in there all cocky and I was getting rejected hard over and over. I was like, what the hell? And it's not a youth. It doesn't mean that it's a you thing. It's like, I spent three days. I like barely worked during that time. I like was obsessed with it. I was like, I'm getting so pissed right now that this many people are saying no to me that like I absolutely refuse to stop doing this until I get a yes because I'm 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 honestly bullshit at this point that this many people are saying no to me that like I had to prove them wrong is like how I felt whether that's like a petty thought or not that's like what I was at at that point I, like I I was sink or swim it had to happen but I was honestly at that point I was like I need to just get a yes to like give that to myself even if it's a shitty loan I need to just prove that I can have the option on the table that I need to make that decision so if you if you get rejected 
keep going until you find something. Even if you don't make the decision, like you, 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 you can do it if you just keep going, but never give up after one, never give up after three, never give up until you truly believe that it's definitely impossible. So I want to break down like some of the things that, you know, I'm not going to hammer any more on that. If you want it, go get it. I want to break down some of the things that I ran into negotiating that stuff because sometimes people aren't great with negotiation. Or for me, I'm fortunate enough that a lot of my background from my day jobs is in sales. And it makes me really good at communication or negotiation or understanding things inside of a deal. And I think as creatives, a lot of times we don't necessarily have that trait or maybe people aren't like, I'm, I'm just a loud person. So it's really easy for me to like really get in and like shake at, shake up someone. If they're saying no to me, I like, I'm like, why? Like what, what's the problem? And, and it's not always easy for everyone to be vocal like that. So I want to just explain some of the things that I've, I've come into contact with being in some of these things multiple times and definitely what I experienced with making this one work because there were some things that had to happen to make this thing happen. So the first thing is that when you're applying for loans, whether it's a, a business or a home loan, or you are, you're trying to work out just like anything in business, honestly, like I was saying earlier, sometimes we like to think that it's a, a linear thing because it's business and, and, and we're going into a, a bank or we're going into an office or whatever we're going into to approach things for permits or whatever. One thing I want to make really, really clear is that even though you're dealing with banks and businesses and the government for permits or whatever you're trying to do, that on the other side of the thing that you're doing is another human being that goes home at night and then wakes up and like they're doing that. And there are things that are happening. They have, you know, problems in their household or they have a, their car breakdown or they have like money problem or like shit happens in their life as a human being that affects the things that they do in their workplace that then affects you. So sometimes it can be easy if you, if you get, you know, a, a bank denies you for a loan, you don't get the lease that you want for a building, you don't get a permit for something. Sometimes it's really easy to be like, shit, that's on me. Maybe like I suck. Maybe I don't look good for credit. Maybe I don't look good for this thing. Some of that could be true. I'm not going to like, I can't approach every person that listens to the show and like, look at all of it. But like, you do have to realize that on the other side of the decisions being made that are affecting you is another human being that's making that call. And they have biases in their history on the world. Like, like, uh, say it's a loan professional. I got denied for one loan for the property on this place. So not this loan that I'm doing for construction, but the property loan. I got denied on one of those loans by someone who had worked in loans for 20 years. And so they've never worked sales. Loans can be kind of like sales, but they've never worked sales. So they looked at my sales history for my day jobs of like seven or eight years. And they said, oh, you sold you know, this product, you sold this thing, you sold this thing. There's no consistency there. This guy's all over the place. How can I trust his income? Even if the income's straight up through all that time, like pretty much the same. And I talked to him and I explained like, if you understood any salesperson in your life, if you had any friends that were in sales or knew anyone that did that, you would know that no one in sales, like, like definitely hit me up if you like love sales and you're just on board with it. Great. Hit me up and let me know and keep doing that. 
but it's like <laughs> not many people like sales. So it's like I had to explain to that person, I was like, great that you have 20 years of experience, but you're judging me saying that this isn't consistent. For me, it's consistent because I just know how to sell things. And it doesn't matter what I sell because I've never given a shit about what product I sell because I'm not in it to be a salesman. I don't care about that position or that role. And some people do, and that's great. But bias built into the person making the decision on the other side, this person has been in loans for 20 years. They don't understand if you're an artist or if you're creative or if you're starting a business. They, haven't, they might not have ever tried to start a business. They might not have ever tried to write a song or do photography. Like they don't understand what you're living and they're making decisions that are affecting how you're living. So one thing that I really want to do whenever I'm working with anyone in business or permits or loans or all this crap that you have to do, one thing that I need to do right away is try to understand who am I in front of right now and what is it that makes them tick? And you can't always do that. It's not like you're hanging out with them for hours, but it's kind of creepy. Sometimes I research people ahead of time. Sometimes I look up their name and try to find them on social, try to find them on websites, try to find their history a little bit and try to understand who am I going to be in front of and what exactly makes them tick or what, what might piss them off or what history do they have where they're going to judge me for it? Maybe they, you know, like when I worked in, in the past with people from SCORE, there's amazing, first of all, there's amazing people that work for SCORE that help people all the time. But I had a bad experience with one SCORE chapter where this person had no history in any arts and they were assigned as my person. And they're telling me that a recording studio is not profitable or it's impossible business or I should give up on it or find some other thing. Well, I'm doing that. Like I do that for a job, right? I do that for income right now, right? So I know it's possible. And I'm, I'm coming to you to come up with an idea for uh, the space that I'm, I'm working on right now. But this is like four years ago, five years ago. If I listen to this person that's got bias of what can or cannot happen based off of their experience that has nothing to do with mine, then I would have stopped and never done anything that I'm doing right now. And the reason I tell you that is because you might get 22 no's because people don't understand what you're doing. And it's your job to try to either A, understand them enough to understand what makes them tick and why they might be driven some way, and B, find a way based off of who they are to show them what you're doing, even though they don't have an experience and an understanding of it. So just know when you're working with people, people are people. And you have to look at that first before you look at what it is that you're trying to do. People are people and they have biases just like any other person baked into them. And the faster that you can find that out, the better it is for you to try to get to the other side. So the next thing I want to talk about is just understanding your environment because it can kind of help you understand what pressures might be on different systems for what might be creating a roadblock for you. So environment, I mean, like in this situation when I'm applying for loans, environment can be the economy, right? Right now, like I, I was fortunate enough in school to go through a bunch of different micro and macro economy classes that were kind of a bore at the time, but I feel like they have helped me make my plays better now when I'm figuring out, you know, my creative business because I'm looking at the economy 
And I, I ended up being off a little bit of what I understood was going on until I started calling these people and getting these no's. Right now in the economy, we have uncertainty still, even though people are positive, you know, looking more optimistic at the, the, the vaccines, they still see in terms of the property stuff that's happening right now, where people are paying thirty, forty thousand dollars above asking price because the inventory is so low, because a bunch of people are at home, they're deciding that they want that space, they're getting out of cities, people are buying, less houses are being made because the materials are so expensive. These are all these little trickle-down factors that are happening in the economy because of COVID. That's environmental. That's something that's happening right now where maybe if I asked this for this loan five years ago, it wouldn't have been 22 calls, right? Well, you got to know what environment you're in. And and I did know that. But from in my head, I thought, okay, well, stimulus checks are coming out and interest rates are down. So the, the, the government is actively trying to get on a large scale, actively trying and has been trying through COVID times to keep the economy going by giving people, you know, help by reducing the cost to make loans and things like that. They're trying to stimulate people to buy things. Usually when that happens, the loan providers are usually stimulated to try to sell loans because it's so much easier for them to do that. Environmentally, it was harder for me right now and and that's just another thing that it's going to prep you up for the type of conversation that you might be running into. And it's also going to make you feel better about when you're losing. Like when I was losing, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why, what is the problem? Well, the problem is I'm asking for a large amount of money at a risky time for lenders. And I had to find the right person that wanted the right thing. Someone that was hungry enough that they figured out some weird way to make it work for me. And, uh, you know, between the two, between understanding who's in front of you and their bias and what they want, trying to make it so that what you're working on is something that's beneficial to both of you. And, 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 and also just the environment that you're actually trying to do the things that you're doing in. Both of those have a say in what, what's happening. And, and you have, you can take both of those and use them to either make yourself feel better when you are losing, like I did when I had like day one, day two. And I'm like, oh my God, I just thought about it. I was like, okay, well, this is the situation I'm in. This is probably a lot to do with why this is this difficult, but also using it to your advantage to understand what is it that will get me to the yes, right? Because any good thing, like say for me, like where I'm zoning for, you know, the town, it's in my best interest to make sure that the town is happy with me being here because if they're not, then it's going to be a hard time for me. But, you know, understanding that I want it to be a win for everyone. Everything that I'm doing, I want to be a win for everyone. When you're negotiating with a deal, it doesn't really make sense to negotiate with someone past that level of comfort with them that gets them to a spot where even though they say yeah to you, they're, they feel like they're losing because it creates longer bad blood than than it's worth it. So ultimately it's about trying to get a yes between both parties and understanding that. Negotiation based off of those two isn't linear. And those two things, understanding those two things and then just looking at it as a human first will help you with negotiation. For me in this situation, getting a little weird, like being open to it. And I learned really quick through 
all of those calls to change the way that I was asking the question. Because initially, I knew that I wanted to take out a home equity line of credit. That's what I wanted to do. I've seen some other investors do that, and I had figured that that's what I wanted to do. So I started by closing the door when I came into conversation saying, hey, I want to get a home equity line of credit. And then they would say, your house, like you don't have your house long enough, you can't get it. And like, I would keep going into the conversation past that on trying to find out other ways. Okay, well, what other ways could I go? Blah, blah, blah. But I learned really quickly that that started the conversation closed and it already got those people on the way to a no because they're like, this guy, it's not going to work out for him. It's just, it automatically started the conversation to head towards a no. So really quickly, like maybe five in, I started changing the way that I was asking, saying that I'm looking to do a lot of construction and, and renovation on my house. I'm looking for options that I have that I could use to uh, take out a loan in some way to do that. I'm looking for options on on getting that work done. And what that did is it made them decide where am I going to put this person? How how am I going to talk to this person to do this thing? And there was no pre-made decision for me on the way to know. It was like, okay, how can I get this guy to yes? Instead of coming in and starting to be like, oh yeah, like that's not going to work. And then when people are set up kind of in a way they like really naturally want to go to that way. It's really weird. So it's like, if you start saying no, you like want to keep saying no. But when you start saying yes, you really want to just finish saying yes. Like no one really likes to be in the middle in that purgatory state of being like unsure. Like you probably know how it feels. Like when, when, think about like some decision that you're trying to make and you just like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. It's like, that doesn't feel good. And at some point you have to relieve it by making a decision because it doesn't feel good when you're doing that, which is what it, it is, drives people to make decisions because it feels better to say no, even if you want to say yes. It feels better to say no or yes than it does to make no decision. So that being said, in negotiation or looking for options, you want to start whatever it is that you're trying to do. Maybe it has nothing to do with the things that I'm talking about here, just in general, just on a human level. You want to start whatever it is that you're trying to do with a road to yes or like a yes first, even if it's something small, like, hey, can I get this thing to happen or can I do this or whatever it is that you're trying to work on? Just get a yes first and, and have make it so that people want to say yes and work towards yes instead of asking closed questions or using what you think can happen because I don't know all the options for the things I'm trying to figure out. That's why I'm reaching out to other organizations to figure it out. Open-ended questions to allow that person who has the experience or that person that wants it, they want to make it work. Let them figure out how it's going to work, but don't try to tell them how it's going to work because you don't know necessarily. I didn't know. I didn't know how it ended up. I ended up doing some pretty crazy things to be able to make this work out an interesting setup things that I would have never thought of, things that I didn't know existed. And they ended up being great options for me, but ultimately it worked out because I let this person come up with how it was going to work out. And then I looked through the math and I looked through the numbers and I made sure that it was something that would work for me. So the last one is really easy to fall into. This is something that I just spoke with Meg about because I've been doing a lot of the negotiation with contractors and things like that for this project because I'm good at it. 
And one of the biggest things, like if, if for people that work sales jobs, like this is definitely a trait that I got from working that is like in sales, people will be like asking for the business. That's what they'll say it's called. But in like real life, it's just like, you don't know until you ask, right? And you don't get hurt if you ask. It, it doesn't hurt anything, especially if you frame it the right way and you're not saying anything to be offensive to anyone. You're just straight up asking them, like, is this thing possible? How do I do this thing? And you don't know until you ask. So it kind of plays off from, you know, leading into a conversation with someone with an open-ended question of how they could figure out a way for you to get to yes. It kind of plays off of that. But, you know, speaking to a bunch of different people, I say like, hey, can we do this thing? What do you think if I do this or whatever? And sometimes people like I'm 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 just shooting the shit with them, just coming up with ideas to work on something I'm working on. Sometimes people will be like, Yeah, you can't do that. And I'll be like, I, I want validation for why they say that, because I'm interested. I want to know why. You know what I mean? I always want to know why. And I'll be like, why can't you do that? And sometimes they answer you. Sometimes people say, you can't do it because this, this, and this. And it's a logical answer of like a code or a law or like a thing in the way or like it's just a thing, right? Like sometimes it's legit and like that's just how it is and it sucks and it's like a roadblock. But sometimes they're like, well, you probably can't do it because of this. And like, that's where you get them is they say, well, you probably can't do it because of this. Or like, yeah, I, I just don't think that they would do it. When they're saying words like that, it means that they haven't asked that person straight up, can this happen or not? Can I do this or not? How can I do this thing? And asking for, asking for the business in normal terms, asking instead of assuming. If you assume every single thing that you do, then you'll never get these crazy opportunities that could pop up from asking someone. You don't know the answer to something. You don't know what, like, let's draw back to bias. You don't know how that person's feeling that day. Maybe they just like got a lottery ticket. Maybe like they just like got out of, like, I don't even know what would make someone really pumped up, but maybe something happened that day and they're like really pumped and maybe they would normally say no to you. But if you don't ask them for that internship or you don't ask them if you can get that thing or whatever it is, then you don't know what will happen. If you ask them, they say no, then you're not in any different situation than you were in than if you just had never asked, right? Like nothing happened. Either way, nothing happened. So it's not like it's hurting you. But if you get a yes, then all of a sudden you just got something that you wanted that you didn't even think was possible. It's like a gift. And you're like, this is awesome. And it's the same way for anything. Like mine happened to be alone where I said like, how can I make this happen? And being open to it. Okay. These are some ways that you could think about, well, I need this. Can you get me this amount with using some of these means? And it made that person creative and do it. If I didn't say I I need to get this thing done, like how do I do this thing? Okay, great. Tell me how I do this. Then if I just let them say like, oh, you can't get a HELOC, you can't get a home equity line of credit. And I just accepted that. And then I would be in some trouble right now. I would be pretty far away from trying to get to some of the goals that I've set for myself this year. So if you're, if you're bashful, you know, to whatever it is that you're, you're thinking, like maybe I, I don't know what number of things it could be, but I really encourage you to go out after this episode and go ask someone or some organization or something, 
something that's been on your mind that you've been wondering that you've assumed you, you have personally assumed that the answer is no. After this episode, go out and go ask that person or that org or whatever. Go ask them. Get a no. Like actually get the no. No, you can't do it because of X. Get that said to you and see what happens. And let me know. Let me know if someone says yes to something, you're totally surprised. I really would love to know it. So people out there, whatever it is that you're doing, I know that I talk businesses all the time, but like, say you're just an independent artist or like a freelancer. All this shit is the same stuff that we deal with. You just deal with it in different capacities. So you might be having to negotiate like material costs for you, or maybe you have to figure your way through keeping persistent until you get a new space or a new deal, or you get into a new venue or whatever it is that you're doing out there. But I hope this episode was helpful for you. Like I said, that was really quite an event for me. And when I won that and I got that and I got past it, I was so damn proud of myself that I had the persistence to keep up with it and that I was able to achieve it. And it's not, it was just something that I didn't expect that I was going to get through and I got through it. And I really want to pass that to anyone out there who might need that, that if you need something, don't stop at calling or, or get or talking with one person, two people, three, four. Don't stop at 21. Don't stop at 22. Don't stop at all. Just figure out what bias that person might have that's in front of you. Figure out the environment that you're playing the game in and then find a way to make it work out. If you have to do it 100% sink or swim, then you got to do it. You can't sink. No one out here listening to the show deserves to sink. So go out there, try to ask for something that you would assume no, but you didn't get a real answer on. See if something can happen. And I'm really excited to hit episode 100 with you folks and then get back into all of this season talking with people in 21, learning and sharing a creative life, doing what you want to do full time. Thank you guys so much for being on. Peace. Peace.